Blog Talk Radio.
see, answers come in a process. Some people think everything is just like the microwave. Amen? Everything is just like the microwave. You press a button, and that's that. Well, no. There's this process that goes into motion. And you might not see the process, but God does. And toward the end of the process, you'll begin to see the answer to the prayer request. Amen? Praise the Lord. So if you don't see something immediately, it doesn't mean God's not working because God never stops. Amen? He keeps going. He keeps going. And he rejoices over us with singing and dancing. Yes, he does. And sometimes you ought to join him. That's right. Sometimes you ought to join him. If Even if you are in a wheelchair and all you can do is pat your feet, you ought to. You ought to join in with him. You ought to say, Father, I know that you're rejoicing over me with singing and dancing, and today I'm going to join in with you. And you all have a great time together. I think it would be wonderful. I think you'd enjoy it too. Amen. You see, we've asked the Lord to establish his authority and his order and his will in our daily life. He's doing it. He's correcting our lives. He's correcting us. He's reigning over us. He's delivering us from our fears. And he's increasing our faith in him. So we should be cheerful. Why? Because God is paying direct attention, answering our prayers. Amen. He's answering our prayers. So, Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for happy feet. Amen. We want to thank you for rejoicing. We want to thank you for adoration. We want to thank you for thanksgiving, for praise. We want to thank you for worship. We want to thank you for the love of God that was brought to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're not perfect people, Lord, but you are perfecting us in your son, the Lord Jesus. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus that has come to wash our sins away so that we might have that relationship that you established with Adam in the garden. We want to thank you for it, Father. We want to thank you and give you praise for that. We want to thank you. We want to thank you that the fear of the Lord is ours. We receive it in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Father, that faith is ours. We receive it in Jesus' name. We want to thank you that hope is ours. We receive it, Father, in Jesus' name. We want to thank you that victory and spiritual warfare is ours. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Father, that strength is ours. Yes, strength is ours. Even physical strength is ours. In Jesus' name, and we thank you for it. Abundant grace and success is ours. And we thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. 
you've been looking over us and you've been blessing us and we are basking in your love. We're basking in your love. We are basking in your love. No matter what else is going on, it does not interfere with our relationship with you. That relationship was solidified on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for it. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we are receiving on behalf of the members of Miracle Internet Church healings for our bodies. We receive these healings right now by faith in Jesus' name. We receive these healings right now in our bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive, Father, healings in our minds, healings in our minds right now in Jesus' name. We receive the answers to our prayers for our brethren who are in medical facilities right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive breakthroughs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we receive healings in our mouths in Jesus' name. We receive healings in our attitudes in Jesus' name. We receive healings in our thought processes in Jesus' name. We receive maturity in Jesus' name. We receive deliverance in Jesus' name. We receive humility in Jesus' name. We receive the peace of God and the fruit of the Spirit in Jesus' name. We receive holiness in Jesus' name. We receive the mind of the Spirit, the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. We receive wisdom in Jesus' name. We receive knowledge, your knowledge in Jesus' name. We receive courage and faith in Jesus' name. We receive the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. We receive humility in Jesus' name. We receive prosperity in Jesus' name. We receive faith in you in the name of Jesus. We receive a heart of understanding in Jesus' name. We receive it by faith, Father, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you and we give you praise. We thank you and we give you praise. We thank you and we give you praise. We worship you. We lift up holy hands before you without wrath or doubting or a double mind, Lord. 
We thank you and we receive these many blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Overcoming power through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the armor of God. We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, your very presence, the angels that attend your presence, the praising angels. Father, we thank you. We thank you for you, for all that you are to us, for the blessed relationship that we have, that Jesus Christ gave his life to restore. We thank you, Lord. And we receive what you've given us. We receive the blessings that you've given us. For, Father, you're not the author of confusion but of peace. You are not the author of confusion. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the fact that you are not the author of confusion in our lives. Because of you, we never have to be confused. We can bind confusion in the name of Jesus Christ. We praise you for not giving us a spirit of fear, but instead you have given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. We have a sound mind. Thank you, Lord. Through your grace, we will trust in you with all of our heart, and we will not lean toward our own understanding. In all of our ways, Lord, We will acknowledge you, and we know you will direct our paths. We give you praise, Father. Teach us to love your law. And as we do, we know that we will have great peace in our lives instead of confusion. Help us, Father. With your help, we know we will not be any longer. Your help enables us to set our face like a flint. And we know that we shall not be ashamed because we put our trust in you. Thank you, Father. You have invited us to cast our burdens upon you, Lord. Therefore, we cast our burden of confusion upon you, realizing that you will sustain us. Thank you, Father, for always sustaining us. We know you will never permit us to be swayed from the peace that we have in you. Thank you for your peace, which surpasses all understanding. It has taken away the confusion that we have experienced, and we know that your peace will keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Father, thank you for setting us free from confusion in Jesus' holy name. Praise you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to report to you that we're having some progress with our brother Sam. We talked to him, and his situation is beginning to improve. So continue to pray, saints. Continue to press in. God is at work. Amen. God is at work. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Ah. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, put on the helmet of salvation, and we take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. According to the word, Father, the glory of the Lord is our rear guard, and you have put a hedge about us. So, Father, for all of us who have or have had persons in our family lives that were part of Freemasonry and those curses passed upon us, passed down to us, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we ask you to break and remove Freemasonry curses of Antichrist, bondage, witchcraft, error, infirmity, perversion, rape, molestation, incest, unnatural accident, sicknesses, idolatry, hatred, variance, dissension, discord, quarreling, debating, emulation, envy, jealousy, striving to excel at the expense of another, seeking to surpass and to outdo others, wrath, fierceness, turbulent passions, determined and lasting anger, strife, angry disputing, strenuous endeavor to equal or pay back in kind the wrongs done to one, loosed from the noose around the neck, loosed from the noose around the neck, seditions, heresies, breathing and lung disorders, family stress and disputes, asthma, financial difficulties, allergies, continued anger, continued failures, fear, stolen inheritances, knee problems, and replacement. We thank you, Father, because Jesus became a curse for us that the blessings of Abraham and Jesus Christ may come upon us. So, Father, we pray this for our brother Sam O and for everyone else in Miracle Internet Church who has or who have had family members, predecessors, ancestors that were involved or may now be involved in Freemasonry. We bind the work of the their sacrifices, their illegal powers, their masonry, that religion in the name of Jesus Christ. We remove hoodwinks forever in Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for being free of those curses forevermore. Not only us, but all of our descendants in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The love of God covers a multitude of sins in the name of Jesus. Jesus became that Freemasonry curse for us so that we might be free. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for the curses being moved away 
as far away from us as east is from west. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. Everybody that's had Freemasonry in their family, you need to take a deep breath and cough. (coughs) Amen. Take a deep breath and cough in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath and cough. Amen. If you've never repented of it, you need to repent of it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with God the Father, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers, especially his powers that have worked in our lives. We come out of agreement with the devil. And we walk in agreement with the Lord. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We ask you, Father, to clear the atmosphere with the blood of Jesus, that those that need to hear the truth will be able to hear it, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Clear the atmosphere with the holy blood of Jesus Christ. We send all demons bound, chained with eternal chains under darkness, into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital demons, technology demons, and their attacks. You know those masonry people. They send uh, familiar spirits out to track you, to spy on you, to do surveillance. And we bind those devils that continually attempt to surveil us in the name of Jesus Christ. We blind them in the name of Jesus. We deafen them. We mute them. We send them right back where they came from in the name of Jesus. With the sword of the spirit, we disconnect ourselves from anyone who is operating that way in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we cauterize the ends. We buy all reinforcements in the name of Jesus Christ. We buy Leviathan. And all of their attacks. We bind our brainwashing kundalini spirits in their attacks, water and marine spirits. We call for the fire of God on them in the name of Jesus. We bind all sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils, their attacks, sorcery devils, their attacks, 
pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer and their attacks. All targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, if we have any family members, you especially uh, blood-related family members that are using witchcraft in any form, they're putting spells and charms and uh, hexes and vexes and jinxes and so forth, all of the works of witchcraft, they're sending them to us. First of all, we forgive them in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask for a judgment from the righteous judge upon their works in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, you know how they tried to put us in a lockdown during the pandemic. We put their demons in lockdown in Jesus' name. All the demons that work for them. They come do their bidding. We put them in lockdown right now in the name of Jesus Christ. All their demons that they have ever called upon to do anything at all that is unpleasing to you, we put them in lockdown right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And they shall stay there until they are cast into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone forevermore. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism, mind controlled by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crime, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations that are demons. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, any relative that we have had, especially a blood relative, that has been working powers on us pretty much all of our lives, their place where they connect with us, we disconnect. In Jesus' name, we go at its root. We curse it as Jesus cursed the fig tree. We command it to come up and out of us in the name of Jesus Christ, never to be touched again. And we ask you, Father, to fill that place with the fire of God and burn it all out in the name of Jesus, filling it to overflow with the holy blood of Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you and we give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, the lingering aftermath of the evil they have done to us. Consumed in the fire of God in Jesus' name. Consumed in the fire of God in Jesus' name. 
consumed in the fire of God in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord Jesus, we bind all hypnotic and trance devils, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, artificial intelligence, sleep deprivation, pain-afflicting spirits, all the dream devils. We force them out of our dreams in Jesus' name. We force them out of our dreams with the word of God and the power in the name of Jesus. We bind the work of every druid. We bind all pulse weapons and their attacks and hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. Lord, anyone that's on our job or where we go, where we frequent, and they make it their business to come near us to do us harm. We thank you, Father. We put them in your hands. We bind them and their evil works and their evil intentions and the wicked intentions of their hearts. And we hand them over to you, Lord Jesus, for your judgment. Thank you. In Jesus' holy name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the head of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, all 5G and components in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Indian, Hindu, African, European, North American, South American, Latin American, Caribbean, Rulararyasa. Global cabals in Jesus' name, indigenous groups, Indonesian, Malaysian, Chinese, Japanese, Taiwanese, spirits of the Orient, we bind in Jesus' name. Spirits of the Orient, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind tribal groups. We bind the groups to get around the tables. And their wickedness that they perform. We bind the groups that have blood sacrifices and human sacrifices in the name of Jesus. We particularly bind all groups connected to the Illuminati and those groups in Jesus' name. And every wicked work that they have performed and plan to do in the name of Jesus Christ. All the wicked works that they are executing now. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness, and we put them all into the spiritual cage. We send them to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. Thank you, Lord. We bind all Morgellons attacks and return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. 
We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs. Trapping them in their own webs. We bind the trance. We bind spirits of infirmity. Supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind all voodoo spirits ancestral worship in the name of Jesus Christ, and codependency on those demons in the name of Jesus. We bind you. We send you into the spiritual cave to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We thank you, Lord. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, fire, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, Block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected, infected persons and injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the inordinate use of authority in our lives by anyone who is close to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to sender according to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, manipulation, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. We bind the inordinate use of conjugal rights. We return to sender our witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and against us. We return to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, vexes, hexes, and other evil works in Jesus' name. We return all Nigerian witchcraft, all Nigerian tribal witchcraft, a beta man witchcraft, shaman witchcraft, we send it back. All Chaldean witchcraft, ancient and present. All Spanish witchcraft, Lord, we are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial, superficial religious acts. Father, we thank you for feeding us with that that is fitting for us in the name of Jesus. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe Fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, spirits, and works of the oppressor, the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind lies in Jesus' name. We bind all deceptions and delusions in the name of Jesus Christ. 
outright bold-faced lies. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind we buy martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness prevalent everywhere. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We chain you with eternal chains in the darkness. We send you into the spiritual cage in the name of Jesus Christ, especially lewdness that is promoted by the fashion industry in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, the demons that our family members have sent to us to surveil us, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness. And we put them, Lord, in the spiritual cage, and we hand them off to God the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit guide. Amen. All defilement by wizards, we bind in Jesus' name. We bind the king of pride. We bind the king of pride and all of his associates, all of his agents in the name of Jesus. We break his death roll in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind him and we break his death roll in the name of Jesus. We put out his fire. We blind his eyes. We break his jaws. We thank you, Father, for his capture. Woo! In Jesus' name. We bind all uh, human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship. Deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, On, Osiris. All false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. And we chain you all with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft in Jesus' name. We break all the powers of every Masonic ritual in the name of Jesus, every ceremony, pledge, vow, ritual, or rite. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and masonry in Jesus' name, created organizations. 
including the Order of the Eastern Star, the Rainbow Girls, the Demolay, and all others. In Jesus' holy name. All knighthood we bind in the name of Jesus. All knighthood we bind in Jesus' holy name. All knighthood we bind in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind their wicked works in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that's familiar to the lay of the sin. We bind the insanity, the pride, the work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We, Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus. We break the power of every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We bind them in the name of Jesus, and we command them to leave us now. Amen. We bind up devils coming across the computer lines, through our cell phones, off the cell towers, or the satellites in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for deliverance. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are being persecuted or were left behind in Afghanistan or any other country in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover our transportation, the road we travel, anything on that road, anyone on that road. We thank you that your angels have gone before us and opened up the way, Father. We thank you for their protection in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all animals and demons coming into our sacred place, into our holy ground. We forbid them to come in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives in us. The Godhead lives in us. This is holy ground in Jesus' name. 
We cover all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, any dream, anyone or anything trying to get into our dream. We close and seal that portal in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for a everlasting disconnection in Jesus' name. And we command them to stay away. We thank you, Lord, for your warring angels protecting us whenever we rest. We thank you, Lord, for rest sufficient for us in Jesus' name. It is your promise to us, and we receive it in the name of Jesus. We ask for We thank you for your fiery wall of protection around us. We pull out in the name of Jesus Christ all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, anything sent to us from the demonic realm in the name of Jesus. We cut and burn. All ley lines, silver cords, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, tax, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. Yes, Lord, we break down. We uh, blow up. We destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such. Those that would manipulate us in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, and we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, and curse, charms, witchcraft, death, bewitchment, psychic warfare, prayer, ungodly blessing, chanting, potions, jinxes, brain frequency meditation, psychic thoughts, psychic prayers, fetishes, and charms, sorcery, magic, voodoo, destruction, sickness, pain, and torment, Incense and candle burnings, incantations, chanting, hoodoo, crystals, root works, tribal rituals, and sins, everything sent to us by the demonic realm, we send it back right now in the name of Jesus. We send it back according to the covenant. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit God in the name of Jesus Christ. The sons of God are led by the spirit of God. We silence them forevermore. We we forbid their influence in our lives or any strengthening from any demonic entity in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to senders, spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, and all of their evil works in Jesus' name. Father, we ask you to encapsulate those individuals with the fire of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That the devil will not be able to use them anymore against us in the name of Jesus. We bind and send back spirits of blindness, spirits of bondage, spirit heaviness, and hatred in Jesus' name. We destroy ungodly yokes of codependency and idolatry in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for releasing liberty into our lives in Jesus' holy name. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over our idolatrous relationship between parent and child in the name of Jesus. We bind that in the name of Jesus Christ. It is sin. We call it sin, Father, and we thank you for the adjudications of the righteous judge concerning it in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Be they living or dead, in the name of Jesus. Father, we 
Thank you, Lord. And we release the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus, our Lord, over the members of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Well, our feature psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 56, Psalm 56. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 through 17, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses uh, 16 through 17, amen. Whatever I typed before, well, that's what I typed, okay? Our featured ebook is Keeping Your Deliverance Bible Study, Turning from Evil Spirits. Turning, T-U-R-N, turning from evil spirits, turning from our wicked ways. Turning, repentance includes turning from evil spirits, turning from our wicked ways. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight we're going to talk about your very best. Your very best. Saints, we have discussed the forms of worship which God introduced to the Hebrew people and the correlation to our daily lives. In addition to the continual burnt offering, which was offered up every morning and every evening, the Hebrews brought additional burnt offerings for their sins. You remember we talked about this not long ago. Well, God wants to refresh this to us tonight. The Hebrews offered up burnt offerings. Remember we talked about those big, long grills that was long enough, to, it's, an, it's enough of them to almost do half of a football field. And we turned talked about burnt in. Remember, this is a burnt offering. Fire is applied. Amen? All right. Now that I've refreshed you a little bit, these burnt offerings were a type or a picture of Jesus Christ, of himself, as the one perfect sacrifice on the cross as an atonement for all the sins of mankind. Now, we know that Jesus Christ died for all of our personal sins, but he also died for all the sins of all mankind, from the very first person to the last, whomever that may be. Jesus Christ has already died on Calvary for all of our sins. What we must do is humble ourselves. We must ask the Lord to forgive us for all of our sins, regardless of what they were. Amen? We must ask for his mercy, for his forgiveness, and ask him to forgive us of our sins. We must ask the Lord Jesus Christ to be our God for the remainder of our existence. We must ask him to be our God. We must believe, as the Bible says, in the book of Romans, Romans 10, 9, and 10, 
Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God hath raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. Because with our hearts we believe unto righteousness, unto a right relationship with God. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So we must ask the Lord Jesus to forgive us, to be our God, to come live in our hearts, and be our personal Savior and the Lord, the Master, the Ruler of our lives. We must tell him that we don't want any part of Satan and his work. We don't want any part of Satan's power. We only want the Lord Jesus Christ and his blessing. Amen? We must give to him all of our love, all of our loyalty, and all of our allegiance. Amen? We must bring something to the table, too. We must give to the Lord Jesus all of our love, all of our loyalty, amen, and all of our allegiance. We must ask him to heal us. We must ask him to deliver us. We must ask him to set us free from all of our bondage. Amen. We must thank him for receiving our prayer and for translating us from darkness into his holy kingdom. Amen. We must repent of all witchcraft that has ever been in our lives. If we have ever committed a murder, even through abortion, we must repent. There are other sins of unforgiveness and bitterness and hatred and immorality that we must repent of. If we have committed adultery, we need to repent. Amen? We need to tell the Lord that we are heartily sorry for these our misdoings, and we clearly understand that we sinned against him and against the kingdom of God. And we are seeking his mercy and his forgiveness for our lives. Amen? We want to repent to the Lord of every relationship that we have begun that was in wickedness. It wasn't righteous. It was wicked. And we participated in sin. We must ask forgiveness for those things. Amen? If we have received customs and traditions from our ancestors that are sin and wickedness and evil and not pleasing to the Lord, we must read of them as well. We must, yes, tell the Lord we're sorry, but turn from them immediately and have nothing further to do with them. If we have abused our bodies in any way, if we have abused our bodies sexually, if someone else has abused our bodies sexually, we must ask forgiveness for ourselves and whatever parties were involved. We must ask the Lord to deliver us from all of that pain, all of that trauma, all of that abuse. If we have abused our bodies in other ways, we must ask the Lord to forgive us. This is a sin, a crime, and a felony against Jesus Christ. We must ask the Lord to forgive us for rejecting him, for refusing to hear his word, for being in rebellion to him, for walking in pride, every form, order, and type of pride. 
amen, and any other abominations that we have participated in. Somebody, yes, that's a sin. If we've stolen, that's a sin. If we've been covetous, that's a sin. If we've manipulated others, that's a sin. Amen? We must come clean with God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So Jesus Christ, when he died on Calvary for every sin that has ever been committed and ever will be committed, he made a way for us to come out of sin and come into right living and right standing with him and with our Heavenly Father. There were two major requirements for these burnt offerings to be acceptable to God. These burnt offerings had to be, let's go to Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3. Amen. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3. The sacrificial animals had to be a male without blemish. A male without blemish. Jesus Christ was a male without blemish. He was the Lamb of God whose life was offered up for the sins of the world. You see, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. God said, let him offer a male without blemish. Secondly, it had to be given freely. It had to be given freely. God said, He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And we have discussed before that the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord was where people came to interface and to interact with God. This is where they came. They didn't just go anywhere. They went to a specific place to interface and interact with Almighty God. But the Hebrews were to bring an offering according to what they had, according to what they had. If a man had a herd of cattle, he was to present a bullock. If he had sheep or goats, he was to select and offer one from his flock. If he did not have either of these, he was to offer turtle doves or young pigeons. Amen? Turtle doves or young pigeons. Praise the Lord. Amen. In this way, no one was excluded from giving. Everyone was included. Everyone had an opportunity. No one was left out. They gave according to their ability. They gave according to their ability. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, beginning at verse 9, 
2 Corinthians chapter 8, beginning with verse 9, we find the following passage. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you, who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. All right? She said, well, what does that have to do for? Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. This was talking about an offering that the New Testament saints were were getting together for the saints that were terribly persecuted and needed support. Amen? It's called almsgiving, charity giving. Amen? And so they had a, a readiness to will to do it. They had a will to work for God. They had a will to do it. So he's telling him, okay, that's good, but now get it done. Get the job done. Verse 12, for if there be first a willing mind, a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. So God was not asking of them. The apostles were not requesting of them anything they did not have. It's something that they did have. That's what the correlation is. You see, so no one was excluded. This is the same principle repeated in the New Testament. Amen. The offering which was to be presented was to be the very best that he had. It was to be the very best that he had. Why? Because the father gave his very best on Calvary. He gave his sinless son, Jesus Christ, to redeem mankind, to redeem, to buy you back from sin. Amen. If the offering was a bird, it was to be the very best. If the burnt offering was to be a was to be a voluntary offering, it was not under compulsion. See, this is a whosoever will faith. Christianity is not so much a religion as a whosoever will faith relationship and love relationship with Almighty God. Let me say that again. Christianity is not so much a religion as it is a faith and love relationship with Almighty God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. It was to be presented, this offering, as a free will of their free will offering, a whosoever will offering, brought to the door of the tabernacle. There he laid his hands on the head of the animal that he brought in acknowledgement of his sin and symbolically he transferred his sin to the animal. 
This was a picture of the sin of the world being transferred to Jesus Christ, the sinless Lamb of God. This was a picture of the world's sin being transferred to the sinless Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Amen? So, there he laid his hands on the head of the animal in acknowledgement of his sin. When he touched the animal, he was acknowledging, I have sinned, and I need my relationship restored with God. He symbolically transferred his sin to the animal. Then he slayed the sacrifice. He had to kill it. That's right. It had to be killed. Blood had to be shed for us to be free from sin and bondage. The blood of Jesus Christ. This is a picture of Jesus dying in our place. This is a picture that they walked out in their daily lives of Jesus dying in our place on the cross. Then the blood was sprinkled on the altar, and the sacrifice was burned in its entirety upon the altar. Saints, this is a picture in real life of our sin being transferred to Jesus. The Father offering his very best, the sinless Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who had no sin, who had no sin, no sin at all, no transgression. Amen? Praise God. Entirely consumed for our salvation. When the Hebrews obeyed God in presenting their burnt offerings for their sin, it was accepted by God, and fellowship with God was now allowed. Sometimes, saints, it seems that God is too quiet with us in fellowship. Well, Perhaps there is a sacrifice from your life that he is waiting for you to freely offer to him. Yes, perhaps there is a sacrifice from your life that he is waiting for you to freely offer to him. Hmm. Pray about this. He's waiting, but you keep saying, mine, mine, mine. I don't want to give this up. I don't want to give this up. I don't want to give this up. I don't want to change mine. Well, now, saints, face it. That's not going to work. Amen? When the Hebrews were obedient, God recognized them, and his blessings poured out upon them. 
since Jesus Christ was offered upon the altar of God on our behalf, yes, the cross of Calvary, we no longer offer burnt sacrifices for our sins. Jesus was our burnt offering for our sins. That's over. That has been done away with. The performances of sacrifices in the Old Testament was to ingrain, to establish a firmly fixed belief in their minds and hearts of the picture of Jesus Christ and Calvary. Amen. They went through it so much that it became ingrained within them. It was, it, remember we talked about the puzzle pieces coming together, forming a picture for them throughout their, their worship of, of Jehovah, through their worship of God Almighty, so that when their descendants came and Jesus Christ was born through Mary and walked the earth, they would recognize him. They would open up and receive their Messiah. Some did, some didn't. Amen. Some did, some didn't. It was for the Hebrews to get the point, so to speak. God worked on them for years, for centuries, really, to get to understand that they were a special and chosen people by God. He had called them out and severed them from others so that they would be holy unto him. And we know that many times our relatives don't understand when that severance takes place. When we have come to the Lord, received the Lord, received of his spirit, become born again, and that severance takes place. They don't understand it. They think we've been brainwashed. But actually, we've committed our lives to Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Actually, we have become committed to Almighty God. And to have any other God, be the person or be it a thing or a relationship ahead of God, is idolatry and sin. Amen. Amen. So, all of this that they went through, that God called them to do, was so they could learn about Jesus through experience. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him, speaking of God, he hath made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Jesus Christ. We have right relationship with our heavenly Father, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. 
saints, that means that our sins are not just covered up. They're not just covered. Our sins have been completely removed from us. Our lives have been cleansed by the precious blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who was slain before the foundation of the world. Saints, when we repent of our sins, they are forgiven and forever remain that way. Saints, when we repent of our sins, they are forgiven and forever remain that way. They don't switch back and forth. They do not switch back and forth. Amen? Some of us need to think about that. Some of you still don't understand that. You still don't get it. You still keep going back, pulling up things from the past that you've already repented of. And for some reason, you want to use that, that whatever it is that came to your mind, as the reason you're having difficulty in life or the reason something else is not this or you think God is rejecting you. No, if you repented of it, it's dead and gone. It's over with. It's like trying to fish in a pond where there's no water and no fish. Why are you trying to dig it up? It's over. It's done. It's a done deal. Jesus has already died for it. That's it. Yes, when we repent of our sins, they are forgiven and forever remain that way. Satan can't come back to haunt you in your memories about past sins that you have sincerely repented of already. He is not allowed to do that. The only way he gets away with it is if you let him. He has no right to do that. He has no privilege. He has no sanction from God to do that. Amen? That's just an old trick to bring you into guilt and condemnation. It's just an old trick to bring you into guilt and into condemnation. Don't fall for the trick. You'll be going along in God doing just fine. And out of nowhere, it seems, the devil will pull up some mess from the past. And he wants to rub your face in it and make you feel guilty. But you see, Jesus already took your guilt. He took your sorrow. He took your condemnation. He took your grief. He took it all. It's not available to you. Amen. You know, we need to understand that. We we need to not only understand it, but we need to receive it deep in our heart, very deep within. You know, there's an old church hymn that says, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, 
very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, his love lifted me. Well, receive the love. Receive the love. Amen. Amen. No condemnation. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. 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 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. No condemnation means no more declaration of guilt or wrongdoing in that matter. No condemnation means no more declaration of guilt or wrongdoing in that matter. It's over. And you say, but no doom. There's no doom. No more announcement of your unfitness to come into the presence of the Lord or to be used by him. Now, see, there are times when God wants to use you for something, whatever that something might be. But your excuse is, well, I can't do that because of such and such and such and such and such and such in my past. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Who am I to go tell them that Jesus loves them? You're the one who's received his love. Who am I to tell them to go repent of their sins? You're the one who has repented of your sins. Think about it. Who am I to tell them that he'll heal them? You are the one that he has healed. Who am I to tell them that he will transform their life? He's the one that's transformed and is transforming your life. Amen? There's now no distance between you and your Savior. Well, I feel all alone. It's because you're in the flesh and not in faith. Cannot be all alone with God living inside your body. The Godhead has come to live inside your vessel. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body belongs to Jesus Christ. It is his personal property. So how is it that God can be in you and with you and the angelic host surrounding you and you be alone. It's not possible. So you need to learn to tell the truth. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Tell the truth. Know what you're doing is allowing the devil to attack you, and you're wallowing in your emotions and in your flesh, trying to work up a pity party. That's a crime. Amen. Amen. But Pastor Sabrina, I feel guilty. Well, you feel guilty. Well, Jesus already took your guilt for you. Is that not enough for you? Is that not enough for you? Is his blood and his death on the cross, burial, and resurrection not enough for you? Feelings are not truth nor fact. Feelings are not truth nor are they fact. Feelings. And many times they are prompted by the enemy. Many times feelings are prompted by the enemy. The enemy is provoking you to walk in unbelief. That's right. He's pro- he's trying to get you out of faith and back into unbelief, doubt, and fear. Stop that. Just stop it. Bind that thief in Jesus' name. Shut him down in Jesus' name. Some of you keep bringing up some old sin from the past. Some of you, you have a favorite one. Because in your mind, it's the most terrible thing you ever did. Okay, your mind has been cleansed. I know I've prayed for you. Don't clutter it up with that mess. You know, how do you feel when you just finished cleaning a whole house, spick and span? And somebody comes in with the biggest mess and stink they can find. That doesn't make you too happy, now does it? Well, don't do yourself that way. It's not healthy. It's not God either. Amen? Amen. Yes, some of you keep digging up some old sin. When you came to Jesus, He forgave the entirety of your sin. He didn't sit there with a toothpick and act like he had hors d'oeuvres. You know, I'll pick one of these or one of those or this one over here and let me try that one. No, he took it all. He took it all. I don't care what you did. He took it all. Well, you know. I I just can't, you know, I I committed the worst sins in the world. There are people that have done worse than you, whether you know it or not. They've done worse than you. Yes, whatever you did probably was pretty bad. But there are people that have done worse than you. So don't give yourself uh, too much accolade for being horrible. 
I'm certain there's at least one somebody that outdid you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Yes, Lord. When we lead you to the Lord, your sins from the past are over. No, he is not coming to you. Jesus is not coming to you five years later to refuse to deliver you over some sin that has already been repented of long ago. God doesn't act that way. He's merciful and gracious, willing to forgive. Amen. You've read enough scripture now. You know that. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 3. Romans. Chapter 6, beginning with verse 3. Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 3. You know, some of you have done certain sins. You can't even remember some of the stuff you've done. Well, it's over if you repented of it. The Bible says, that the ordinances, the laws, the statutes that were written against us, we'd already violated. They were nailed to the cross with Jesus Christ. They were nailed to the cross. But but they were nailed to the cross. It's that simple. Amen. All of the things that we have done wrong, Amen. They were nailed to the cross. Crow, what are you still talking about? Amen. Luke says, and they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Hmm, really? Yep, God has people that are blameless. Amen. Amen. So we need to have a new perspective. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. That's Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. Amen. I'll start at 13. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened, made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespass, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, 
which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Victory was at the cross. Amen. The power of that sin over you was broken when you became a Christian and were baptized into the body of Christ. That's right. That's what happened. You ought to be happy about that. I know I am. Through Jesus' death, the power of your sinful, carnal nature was forever shattered. The corrupted you has been pulverized. Amen. Your old sin-loving, false religion nature was buried with Jesus by baptism when he died. Just as the Father, with his glorious power, raised Jesus to new life, so you have been given his new life to enjoy abundantly. So, enjoy your life in Jesus. Enjoy your life in Jesus. Empty yourself of old guilt, condemnation, old fears, old memories of old sins that you've already repented of 25 times already. Empty yourself of that old life, that old stuff, the remainders, the stuff you didn't throw in the garbage, and get on with being blessed in God. Amen? Get on with being blessed in God. Let that stuff go. It's over with. It's done with. Go on with Jesus and prosper in his love. Amen? Amen. Brother Bill, we will hear from you. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. Let's get started. Maury, as a praise report, I just want to praise you, Heavenly Father, and give you all the thanks for allowing my job to give me a raise. Praise you, Lord, for that. Noel, as a praise, I was in Home Depot with Kevin, and he told me to take the cart to go get a place in line while he grabbed another item. The cart already was heavy by design. It had 40 pounds of soul in it. The old man in me wouldn't have been able to push that cart without great physical difficulty and mental and emotional turmoil. I trusted God and pushed the length of the store to the checkout, then decided to push it out to our vehicle towards the back of the parking lot. It was a great workout for my legs that I wouldn't have that wouldn't have been possible if I wasn't thanking and praising God while declaring scriptures out loud. Nothing is impossible with God. We'll praise the Lord for that. She goes on to say, we went, we, when we thought we were moving in 2021, we discarded items from the past, including our bedroom furniture, 
We've been sleeping on a mattress resting on slats directly on the floor. Therefore, I had to walk on my knees to get some steps to pull myself to use the bathroom or to get up on the floor to start the day. In August of 2022, we bought new furniture, but the company kept pushing the delivery date back. We received the mattress and mattress cover, but the furniture kept getting delayed. We canceled the order in January this year. We ordered furniture from different store, and it finally arrived. But in April, a component of the bed frame was missing, and one of the dressers was broken. We decided it was not worth the trouble to send it back. Two days ago, we opened a new mattress from 2021 and put it on our slats. It was very comfortable and high enough that I can get up out of easily. What a pleasure and a luxury. We've also found bedroom furniture that we really like and don't mind waiting for many months. They say it will take to arrive. God is good to all his people, teaching us perseverance and gratitude. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Lena has a praise report. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Sabrina, for the sermon of Brother Bill and Brother Marshall and to all the saints and the prayers. On June 6, I had blood work, and it showed all, everything is normal. Praise the Lord. She had had a brain bleed, saints. That would have led to a stroke and death, but Jesus healed her. Isn't that awesome? That's all I can say. Just wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. She knows that you healed her. Paul Death has a praise report. Thank you, Father. I learned how to do my own filing for the ministry taxes on the IRS site, and I get to say 300 a year from that what that accountant was charging. Thank you so much. Thank you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Kevin has a praise report. God is amazing. My boss was fired yesterday because the company is reworking their vision for my department. I see that God had him in my life for a season to help me make changes I needed to make as a worker to speak blessings over me, my career, and my future, and to support me as I learn to implement unusual ways of building my book of business focused on clientele I never worked with before. At the same time, God has introduced me to new leadership to my company, and she has exactly the skill set needed to support me. She will be able to advise me and to advocate for my efforts with the CEO. I now have a new boss capable of continuing the mentoring I've received from my old boss with the added benefit of helping me with a lasting impact on potential clients. I like the job even more now. I see a new level. Praise you, Lord Jesus, how you're helping us, even in our work. Joanne has a praise report. The Husky was found and reunited with his owner safe and sound. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Now, Stacy S. has a praise report. Today, a rabbit outside my window looked up at me and started walking toward me while looking at me. I bound him in Jesus' name. Later, I looked out the window, and the rabbit was sitting still but not relaxed. His body was bunched up. It stayed like that for around 45 minutes. I was wondering what was wrong with it because it looked bound up. 
Then I realized what had happened. Praise God. And later, while I was driving, a motorcyclist was approaching me behind, leaning dangerously to the left and right. I bound him in Jesus' name, and he immediately straightened up and drove normal. Praise God. And Noel goes on with a praise report. Yesterday, I was talking to Kevin again about my parents. How should I view them? Should I contact them? He told me true things, but still I was unsettled. So I began writing Pastor about it again. Pastor, I just don't seem to grasp what the overall position I'm to take concerning my mom and dad during church. I was convicted that this reoccurring fixation is idolatry. I confessed in the chat, and three sisters kept encouraging me. I was surprised that they paid as much attention as they did, but God used it. I saw that I am not alone, my brother, and truly relate to my temptations. I felt emboldened now to live the life God has chosen for me, and I remember to apply the advice, trust God with your parents. This is also a praise report for our pastors and Brother Marshall under their own going tutelage, their students, my sisters ministered to me effectively. Praise God. You are maturing the saints and letting the leadership enjoy some fruit of their labors. In Jesus' name, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, Margaret has a praise report. The meeting was CS, and their help was friendly. They do their own old cleaning of the house. Praise you, Lord. And Laura Ann has a praise report. My oldest son has been one to wonder if God was alive and working. He hoped we could join him at the coast on his 31st birthday. At the last minute request, as far as reservations go, and especially as husband, and I would have to take our pets. Long story cut short. The house and vehicle rentals both went bad at the last minute. It was upsetting. After the news, I mentioned to our son that we must forgive the understandings and ask God what to do. So that's what we did. Jesus is so so loving and kind and merciful. God did above and beyond what we could imagine. Let's just say he paid. We paid less for what we considered to be much better quality, both his vehicles and house rentals. The biggest praises are that my son said Jesus did all this because there was just no other way. Pastor was preaching on God's mercy, grace, and peace. I never felt so peaceful away, especially by the ocean. Also, I was not attacked once. My husband and son were attacked, however, but I was able to stay calm, plead the blood of Jesus, binding and loosening, and nothing came of those attacks. Also, we've never taken any pets away like that and they absolutely loved it and had no issues issues it was such a wonderful blessing and very thankful p.s 
His SUV rental had Florida license plates, and we thought that was cool, too. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Almighty. Praise you, Lord. Now, Noel has another praise report. Recently, Pastor prayed about us entering into contractual agreements that God had not approved. My husband was highlighted to meet someone that prayer was for but. I prayed, inquiring about his clients. God showed me that no one, turns out it was a man. Kevin's former boss told him to do business with for a personal reason. I met met the man, and for me, the jury was still out whether buying his products was really for us. Well, on Saturday, Kevin met with him to finalize the deal. They had been going, and the man's true colors came abundantly clear. He was not fit for us to employ. Kevin severed the arrangement. Praise God. It would have been such a bondage. Yes, praise you, Lord. You do help us to walk around the mess. And praise the Lord. She goes on to say, my son just needed correction for doing a very bad thing and lying about it. At one point, I raised my voice, not yelling or shouting in anger, just using volume as a tool for emphasis. Afterward, I felt guilty, bad, wrong, shame, but the Lord wasn't convicting me. I apologized to Kay, and he was fine. I both. I asked both he and Kevin if I was wrong to raise my voice. They both agreed I was in my lane. It was just the enemy stalking me to make me insecure about using my authority. This is a big deal because I came from a household of yelling, intimidation, accusation, fear, and a lot of time I correct my son's self-condemnation comes in, especially if I use my voice or volume in ways showing strength or emphasis. I'm very grateful that my Heavenly Father is separating me from faulty ways of my earthly dad. This is an answer to a prayer I've been praying. We'll praise you, Lord Jesus. We just praise you. These are wonderful praise reports. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the saints are growing. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, I have this praise report. I ordered some equipment through the mail. And, well, the first time I ordered it was years ago. And I figured, well, I'll just I'll just do what I did before. I knew I didn't really have the physical strength to do that. That was a while back. That was many years ago. So I began to seek the Lord for physical strength and for his grace to help me as I needed to do what I needed to do. So I went to pick it up, and I expected to have to fit it in the car by myself. But no, the Lord allowed two workers from that place to bring it to my car and to fit it in the car and help me get it in the car right. I was so blessed and so pleased. And all of the things that I had I could fit in the car, And I drove off pleased. Well, 
Okay, you got to get that thing home, and you got to get it out of the car. Now what are you going to do? That thing is huge, and it, it really is. It's bigger, it's longer than I am tall. In fact, it's almost six feet tall, and it's heavy. The things in it are metal, and they're heavy. In fact, when they're put together, they can they can hold a thousand pounds. So this was something extremely heavy for me. But the Lord gave me grace, and he gave me ideas on how to shift things so that I didn't hurt myself. And the whole time I was doing it, I kept saying, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. By the time I got it on top of the wheelbarrow, I pushed it out of the door over the threshold. It fell over. I had to get it back up and then push it a little bit further. It fell over again. So I put it back on top of the wheelbarrow, and then I had to lift it and put it where I needed to have it so I could I could dismantle and re and that was a lot of work. Seriously. It was a lot of work. And it was really actually too heavy for me. But I kept saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it took me a while to get it done. But I was able to move it without hurting myself. So, saints, God has grace for every situation. Whatever we need help for, God will help us. I was at another location the other day, and I made a purchase. And what I brought out was heavy. It, I divided it up into boxes, but it was still heavy. And so I'm trying to put it in the back seat of the car, and out of nowhere, really, out of the car in the other in the other um, parking space, this tall man jumped out, and all I can remember is he had on a purple shirt. That's about all I remember about it. And he took it from me and put it in the car for me. It was about three or four boxes, but they were all heavy. They were heavy to him. And this man's about six feet. No, he was over six feet tall. Okay, there's two things I remember about. And afterwards, he handed me one of those Watchtower magazines. And you know me, I thought I was going to say something, but I didn't say a word, really. I thanked the man profusely for helping me, and he jumped in his car and drove away. The cart back to the the front of the store. I disposed of of the watchtower trash, and I began to pray for the man. And my prayer was for the Lord to save his soul before he took his last breath on this earth. And whoever else's soul needed to be saved so that his soul could be saved to save them as well. Amen? So, 
sometimes it's not so much what you say, it's what you say to the Lord about it. Amen? Praise the Lord. So I want to thank the Lord for his abundant grace. I want to thank him for the strength to help me do what I knew full well I could not do on my own in the natural, and I couldn't have. If I had tried that, there wouldn't have been a show tonight. Amen. There would not have been a show. Why? Because I wouldn't have been able to move too well. Amen? You know, sometimes you really do have to lean hard on the Lord. You know, I'm not 20 anymore or 30 either. (laughs) And I don't have the strength I had then. But God was merciful to me, and he helped me. Total strangers helped me. And I I just was so grateful to the Lord for everything he did. So, no matter where you are, know that God will use whoever he has to use, even a Jehovah's Witness. Amen? So I have full faith and confidence that that gentleman will be saved before he dies, and that whomever's life needs to be saved so that he might be saved, their lives will be saved also. Amen? Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, saints, okay, go this way. Are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the planned indictment of former President Donald Trump for mishandling national secrets is the natural next phase of the left-wing establishment's arrogance and corruption. The left has been, excuse me, desperately trying to stop Trump since he announced his candidacy in 2015. Recall the made-up Trump Tower Moscow scandal, the phony Russian Trump collusion scandal, the made-for-TV impeachment effort, and et cetera. Now, I want you to remember, saints, these people have used up our tax dollars to carry on all this mess they're doing. They're using up our tax dollars to get vengeance. I'm calling on the Lord Jesus Christ to intervene. I don't appreciate that. The constant attacks have only eroded Americans' trust in government institutions, which is a far bigger problem than the left's hatred of Trump. There are several other indictments that should have been announced to reestablish the integrity of the rule of law. First, corrupt FBI agents, such as those identified in the Durham report, should have already been indicted for extraordinary violations of their oaths of office. They lied to FISA court judges. They deliberately pursued a case that they knew was based on a lie. They leaked knowingly phony information to the left-wing media to further undermine Trump, first as a candidate and then as the president of the United States. They should all face legal consequences. Other FBI officials should be indicted for colluding to protect Hillary Clinton when she clearly broke the law repeatedly. How many classified documents were saved on then 
Secretary of State Clinton's illegal home server. How did her emails end up on Anthony Weiner's laptop? How does someone erase more than 32,000 potentially evidentiary emails and get off scot-free? How does a government official order her staff to destroy evidentiary hard drives with a hammer and face no consequence? Further, why did the then director of the FBI arrogate to himself a decision that belongs to prosecutors and hold a press conference exonerating Clinton during a presidential campaign. The Durham report makes crystal clear the FBI's double standard of aggressive hostility toward Trump and defensive deference toward Clinton. That there have not been any indictments of Clinton, or the Bidens for that matter, demonstrate that the current corrupt senior leadership of the FBI is protecting itself and its allies and attacking its perceived enemies. Second, there should be a wave of indictments against the University of Pennsylvania, the University of Delaware, and other universities that have been illegally accepting secret foreign money and refusing to report it to federal authorities. As the U.S. Department of Education website notes, Section 117 of the Higher Education Act of 1965 requires institutions of higher education that receive federal financial assistance to disclose disclose semiannually to the U.S. Department of Education any gifts received from and contracts with a foreign source that, alone or combined, are valued at $250,000 or more calendar year. The statute also requires institutions to report information when owned or controlled by a foreign source. We have no idea how many millions of dollars Communist China gave to the universities of Pennsylvania and Delaware where President Joe Biden has education centers. According to estimates, which are likely low, the University of Delaware, which houses about 1,850 boxes of Biden's vice presidential and senatorial documents, received $6.7 million in anonymous donations from the Chinese government. The University of Pennsylvania received $40 million, $60 million including contracts. Both universities and many more are still breaking the law and not reporting foreign money they receive. At the same time, former University of Pennsylvania President Amy Gutman, who also helped create the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy, and global engagement in Washington, became Biden's ambassador to Germany. Former University Board of Trustees Chairman David L. Cohen is Biden's ambassador to Canada. Two became ambassadors after members of the Biden team received huge salaries from the University of Pennsylvania. At least 10 other people on the Penn-Biden Center payroll ended up with senior positions in the Biden administration. This includes Secretary of State Antony Blinken. We have no idea the source of the money paid to Blinken when he managed the Penn-Biden Center. Now he's America's chief diplomat. 
It is amazing the arrogance with which elite universities take millions from foreign sources and simply ignore the law and reject the federal government's demands for information. The leadership of these universities should be indicted for illegally accepting foreign money and hiding it from the public. Instead, they are more likely to become U.S. ambassadors. Third, President Biden, Hunter Biden, and other members of the Biden family should be under indictment for influence peddling and accepting bribes. By the way, uh, that's a violation of scripture as well. Aha, uh-huh. yes, it is so. Does anyone seriously believe the widow of the mayor of Moscow sent Hunter Biden $3.5 million out of the goodness of her heart? Did the Ukrainian natural gas firm Bursima pay Hunter Biden millions because of his expertise? Does anyone really think a Chinese billionaire sent Hunter Biden an exquisite diamond just because they are just good friends? Chairman James Comer and the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability have produced evidence that the depth of deliberate corruption in the Biden family operation is worthy of a Hollywood blockbuster. The Bidens have created layers of phony companies as pass-throughs to hide a trail of foreign money they've been getting. President Biden claims to know nothing of his son's business dealings, but the records show then-Vice President Biden was routinely meeting with Hunter Biden's business associates. The evidence is clear that Biden's brother was also deeply involved in the influence peddling scheme. Much of this was initially reported as Hunter Biden's laptop began to be investigated. Biden government officials immediately falsely claimed the story was Russian disinformation. Uh Uh-huh. Whistleblowers and potential eyewitnesses have been surfacing, yet after three years, there has been no action. In fact, FBI leadership insisted that the IRS disband a team that was looking into Hunter Biden and corruption. These are the indictments that should have been announced this week. Instead, the FBI has protected the Bidens just as it protected the Clintons. The contrast with the ruthless, dishonest, and illegal efforts to ruin President Trump is stunning. This is the scale of corruption, bias, and lawlessness with which the American people should weigh the Trump indictment. Well, we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Trump administration veterans have questioned the Biden administration's proposed electric car rules, arguing that they could be a pretext for radically slashing private vehicle ownership. Mike McKenna. Uh, Oh, by the way, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me put a pen right here. Now, you know, earlier this week, I posted that link uh, to that story about the nudity at the gay pride celebration at the White House, using your tax dollars, of course. And they had it taken down. Well, it was was quite an interesting article. Uh Uh-huh, a lot of revelation in that article. Way too much revelation. 
And so now they've put out an article that the particular person that did it just isn't going to be invited back. So here you have blatant immorality, immorality, and lewdness all on your tax dollars. And all they're going to do is just not invite the person back to the White House. I knew you'd love that. Amen. All right, that the Environmental Protection Agency's April proposal is actually about getting rid of cars in large numbers. He said the United States would need to scale up the mining and processing of minerals at an implausibly rapid clip to adhere to the rules while maintaining anything like its current production and sales figures for automobiles. The EPA projects that under the rules, roughly two-thirds of new light-body vehicles sold in the United States will be electric models by 2032. They're obviously not going to have 42 times the lithium we need in anything remotely. Like the folks who are talking about this transition, they intend, McKenna said. The American people don't want this, he added. Stephen G. Bradbury, who served as general counsel to the Department of Transportation under Trump, predicted that rules would lead to the Cubanization of the American car fleet, alluding to the prevalence of very old cars in the communist-run Caribbean state. As the prices, as the price rises and the selection of the most popular gas-powered vehicles disappears from the dealership, many American families, and particularly the lower- and middle-income American families and rural Americans, are not going to be buying those new vehicles, he said. Whatever they are, however they look, however they drive, they're going to be more expensive, fewer choices. They're not going to buy as many new model vehicles going forward. EPA assumes the sales would continue to be high. The market demand will be there. It's not realistic. What happens when they don't? When Americans stop buying as many new model vehicles, Bradbury added, he warned that less wealthy Americans could be could be facing driving older and older used vehicles. Well, I've already arrived there. Bradbury noted that his prediction aligns with the findings of one recent survey, which determined that the average age of U.S. automobiles peaked in 2023 at 12.5 years. We will become like Cuba, he said. Donna Jackson of the National Center for Public Policy Research agreed with her co-panelists about the underlying motivations of the proposal. The goal is to take away private vehicles, and if we don't have as many, we, we don't have to worry about disposal of batteries, she said. Jackson, who is African-American, said the EPA's move to regulate vehicles is part of a playbook used on black Americans half a century ago. If you don't own any property, then you have to do what the government says to do. They want control. They tried this experiment already in the black community, and it worked. Now they're coming for you and you and you, and that's the primary goal, she said, pointing at individual audience members as she spoke. Jackson argued that a top-down transition to electric vehicles would disproportionately harm black Americans, given their low median income and the high current prices of electric cars. 
In addition, an outside percentage of African Americans receive welfare relative to their overall share of the population. Those government subsidies come with asset limits, Jackson said. Such asset limits range in the low thousands of dollars, figures dwarfed by the cost of new electric cars, which average over $60,000. In practice, an increasing number of low-income black Americans could find it harder and harder to own vehicles. This is the Biden administration's war on the poor, Jackson says. Bradbury suggested the EPA rules likely cost for poor and minority communities could be the basis for court challenges. Jackson said the conservatives should lose what she called their conservatives jargon when communicating those risks to African Americans. At the end of the day, people want to know, am I going to be able to take my child to the doctor's office or not, she said. McKenna said big American automakers so far have not expressed much opposition to the proposed changes. He suggested that the companies may view their relationship with the government in less free market terms than some might imagine. The U.S. government bailed out multiple U.S. automakers during the financial crisis of the late 2000s. That is that set a corporatist precedent. What they seem to want is to be regulated utilities, where the United States government, the United States taxpayers, guarantee them a certain amount of return in the course of a year, McKenna said. Heritage is Diana Birchgut Ross, a Trump Transportation Department veteran who moderated the panel, had a question. If automakers are expecting to be bailed out, isn't this a material fact that should be disclosed to the Securities and Exchange Commission and their shareholders, she asked? EPA keeps a small window, small aperture, in terms of what it analyzes and addresses under these rules. So they're not taking into account considerations like that. The disclosure obligations of companies in public markets, Bradbury said. Bradbury predicted the rules could lead the EPA to push for electricity rationing. First, Good Ross noted the correspondence between that possibility and bills already being considered, for example. Legislation to mandate bidirectional charging in electric vehicles under consideration in California state legislature. That means that the state can suck the electricity out of your car engine and use it for its own purposes. She stressed that people have until July 5th to weigh in on the proposed regulation. So we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge, and we thank him for it. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning hundreds of German Protestants attended a church in Bavaria that was generated almost entirely by artificial intelligence. The chat GPT chatbot led more than 300 people through 40 minutes of prayer, music, sermons, and blessings. Dear friends, it is an honor for me to stand here and preach to you as the first artificial intelligence at this year's convention of Protestants in Germany, the Adavar said, with an expressionless face and monotonous voice. The service, including the sermon, prayers, and music, was was created by ChatGPT 
and Jonah Simmerling, a theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna. I conceived this service, but actually I rather accompanied it because I would say about 98% comes from the machine, the 29-year-old scholar told the Associated Press. The AI Church was one of hundreds of events at the Convention of Protestants in the Bavarian towns of Nuremberg and the neighboring youth, and it drew such intense interest that people formed a long queue outside the 19th century neo-Gothic building an hour before it began. The convention itself does share evangelischerkenschentang in German, forget it, takes place every two years in the summer at a different place in Germany and draws tens of thousands of believers to pray, sing, and discuss their faith. They also talk about current world affairs and look for solutions to key issues, which this year included global warming, the war in Ukraine, and artificial intelligence. You know, this thing about artificial intelligence is it's artificial. This year's gathering is taking place from Wednesday to Sunday under the motto, Now is the Time. That slogan was one of the sentences Mr. Summerlin fed chat GPT when he asked the chat box to develop the sermon. Okay, so now the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with this sermon. Artificial intelligence does. I told the artificial intelligence, we are at the church congress. You are a preacher. What would a church service look like, Mr. Summerlin said. He also asked for psalms to be included as well as prayers and a blessing at the end. You end up with a pretty solid church service, Mr. Summerlin said, sounding almost surprised by the success of his experiment. And I would not want to be that man standing before Jesus Christ. I just wouldn't. Indeed, the believers in the church listened attentively as the artificial intelligence preached about leaving the past behind focusing on the challenges of the present, overcoming fear of death, and never losing trust in Jesus Christ. The entire service was led, if you would call it that, by four different avatars on the screen, two young women and two young men. At times, the AL-generated avatar inadvertently drew laughter when it used platitudes and told the churchgoers with a deadpan expression that in order to keep our faith, we must pray and go to church regularly. Some people enthusiastically videotaped the event with their mobile phones, while other look, others looked on more critically and refused to speak along loudly during the Lord's Prayer. Schmidt, a 54-year-old who, looks, who works in IT, said she was excited and curious when the service started out but found it increasingly off-putting as it went along. There was no heart and no soul, she said. The avatar showed no emotions at all, had no body language, and were talking so fast and monotonously that it was very hard for me to concentrate on what they said. But maybe it is different for the younger generation who grew up with all of this, Ms. Schmidt added. Mark Jansen, a 31-year-old Lutheran pastor from wherever that is, near the western Germany city of Cologne, 
brought a group of teenagers from his congregation to St. Paul. He was more impressed by the experiment. I had actually imagined it to be worse, but I was positively surprised how well it worked. Also, the language of the AI worked well, even though it was still a bit bumpy at times, he said. However, with any kind of emotion or spirituality, which he says is essential when he writes his own sermons. And Pazuzio, 28-year-old researcher on the ethics of technology from the University of whatever that is in the Netherlands, also attended the service. And she and said she sees a lot of opportunities in the use of AI in religion, such as making religious services more easily available and inclusive for believers who, for various reasons, may not be able to experience their faith in person with others in houses of worship. Well, we're doing it. How about that? However, she noted that there are also dangers when it comes to the use of AI in religion. The challenge that I see is that AI is very human-like and that it's easy to be deceived by it, she said. Also, we don't have only one Christian opinion, and that's what AI has to represent as well, she said. We have to be careful that it's not misused for such purposes as to spread only one opinion. Mr. Simmerling said it is not his intention to replace religious leaders with artificial intelligence. Rather, he sees the use of AI as a way to help them with their everyday work in their congregation. Artificial intelligence artificial intelligence will increasingly take over our lives in all facets, he said, and that's why it's useful to learn to deal with it. However, the experimental church service also showed the limits of implementing artificial AI in church or in religion. There was no real interaction between the believers and the chat box, which was not able to respond to the laughter or any other reactions by the churchgoers as a human pastor would have been able to do. The pastor is in the congregation. She lives with them. She buries them. She knows them from the beginning, he said. Artificial intelligence cannot do that. It does not know the congregation. So we are thankful to the righteous judge for his adjudications on that. Amen. If you want to know what he thinks, just ask him. He'll be happy to tell you. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning, a congresswoman from Texas has introduced legislation aimed at preventing foreign adversaries, particularly China, uh, particularly China, from buying U.S. farmland. Representative Beth Van Duane, a member of the House Committee on Ways and Means, introduced the legislation on June 9th. Known as the Protecting American Farmland Act, H.R. 3996, the bill would amend the U.S. tax code to prevent undisclosed purchases of U.S. farmland by imposing a 60% excise tax on the country of concerned buyers. China is relentlessly trying to undermine our country, whether it's poisoning our citizens with fentanyl smuggled in through our southern border, spying on us, 
or filling the global stage that has been left empty by the Biden administration. Van Duane said in a statement accompanying the bill's introduction, American farmland, especially here in Texas, is the new front line in our fight against the Chinese Communist Party's aggression. I'm glad to join Chairman Jason Smith in introducing this bill to keep our farmland from enemy hands, protecting our nation's farmers, supply chains, and security. According to the language of the bill, a country of concern is defined as any nation that is engaged in long-term pattern or serious instances of conduct significantly adverse to the national security of the United States. The bill names China, Cuba, Iran, North America, and Venezuela as countries of concern. China owns 383,935 acres of U.S. agricultural land as of the end of 2021, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. That was only 0.9% of the total foreign-held land at the time. But the reported acreage owned by China has increased by more than 50% from the end of 2018, she said. We must protect America's agricultural resources from being snatched up by foreign adversaries and companies under their control. Ways and Means Chairman Jason Smith said in a statement, to prevent the Chinese Communist Party and other hostile foreign governments from staking claim to U.S. farmland, Representative uh, Duane's bill expands an existing tax on foreign land sales and rackets up the applicable tax rate by 400%. By protecting our agricultural land, we will increase our food and economic security. In recent months, other bills have been introduced in the House and in the Senate, China, from buying U.S. farmland. In 2022, the Fufeng Group, a China-based agribusiness with ties to the Chinese Communist Party, purchased 300 acres of land a dozen miles from the Grand Forks Air Force Base in North Dakota. The companies plan to build a wet corn milling and biofermentation plant on the land was struck down in February when the Grand Forks City Council voted unanimously to terminate the construction plan over national security concerns. In Texas, a Chinese former military official has purchased about 140,000 acres of farmland in Val Verde County, which is home to the U.S. Laughlin Air Force Base. His company said that it would use the land to build a wind turbine farm. A legislative attempt to address the issue recently failed to make it in Texas make it to Texas Governor Greg Abbott's desk. The state legislation, SB 147, by Republican Senator Lois Colcourse, passed the Senate in April, but it failed to pass out of the Senate House Affairs Committee before the end of the regular legislative session in late May. Before the bill expired, Republican State Representative Tony Tenderholt took to Twitter to criticize the holdup in the House. The Texas House is killing SB 147, which would keep the Chinese from purchasing our farmland, Tenderholt wrote in May 16th. China wants the power to sit on our food supply. They are our adversary. The United 
the Senate passed the ban. The Texas House is sitting on it while passing Democrat bills every day. Christian Human Rights Group, China Aid, the Independent Cattlemen's Association of Texas, the Oil and Gas Workers Association, and Texans for Strong Borders are among several groups that have voiced support for SB 147. According to... According to Texas Scorecard, Texans for Strong Borders sent fortune cookies to every house office on May 22nd with a mock message from the CCP telling Republican House Speaker Dave Fallon, thank you for not passing the legislation. The advocacy group posted a picture of the fortune cookies on Twitter and wrote, today we ensured house offices know the Chinese Communist Party is happy about this. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his intervention and his adjudications on such. Amen. California Democrats are now considering a bill that would cause parents to lose their custody in custody disputes if they do not favor pushing them into irreversible sex changes. It can only get worse from there. The California bill currently being considered in the legislature would include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity as a tenant of the health, safe, and welfare, safety and welfare of a child in a custody dispute. The bill is being pushed by State Senator Scott Weiner, who is behind most of the terrible gender-based policies in California. Weiner introduced the sanctuary state law for child sex changes and led the push to lessen the penalty for intentionally exposing people to HIV, which he claimed was an LGBT issue. The bill is co-authored by Assemblywoman Lori Wilson, who is also pushing a bill to mandate that foster parents promise to help children get irreversible sex changes. Wilson used the example of a seven-year-old who is talking about having the potential to say, being able to articulate that they believe that they are not the same gender as they are biologically, then it should be affirmed. Again, she is saying a seven-year-old who thinks she may or may not be the right gender should be whisked into puberty blockers, hormone replacement and sex change surgery. Unsurprisingly, the example Wilson used is her own, asserting that if you don't do the same, you are rejecting your child. It is a very short path from asserting that courts in an intra-parent custody dispute should penalize a parent who won't won't affirm transgender delusions for their child to saying that the state should take custody away from both parents if they refuse to begin sex changes for their children. If not affirming your child's self-professed gender affects their health, safety, and welfare in custody disputes, why would the same not apply to both parents rejecting their child? We have already seen cases where teachers leading gay and transgender clubs recruit children into them behind their parents' backs and coach them through social transitions without informing their parents, even exploiting children dealing with mental health issues in the process. This bill would set the stage for those teachers to claim that parents are abusing children by not affirming 
their transgenderism. This is not a slippery slope. It's a cliff dive. There are no logical guardrails that would prevent California Democrats from immediately expanding this, which is already a gross injustice, to all parents at any time. It is despicable, and yet in deep blue California, it is very real threat now facing parents all across the state. The bill, which has already passed the state assembly, would require judges adjudicating such disputes over transgender identifying children to favor the parent who affirms the child's preferred identity. Earlier this week, the authors released an updated version that specifically defines the health, safety, and welfare of a child to include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity, a change that the bill's opponents worry will open the door to non-affirmation being treated as abuse. When you say that gender affirmation is in the child's best interest for health, safety, and welfare, It takes nothing to say non-affirmation is now abuse because you're not taking care of the health, safety, and welfare if you're not affirming them, said Aaron Friday, a San Francisco attorney and co-lead of the parent coalition, Our Duty. The amended bill known as AB 957 is the latest in a slate of legislation to enshrine left-wing gender ideology in California law. State Senator Scott Weiner, who co-authored AB 957 with Assemblywoman Lori Wilson, is simultaneously advancing a separate bill that would require foster parents to promise to affirm trans-identifying children. In 2022, he introduced a first-in-the-nation law enshrining California as a haven where out-of-state minors can obtain sex changes without their parents' consent. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott declared last year that helping kids get sex changes is child abuse. Wilson's spokesman disputed that the latest revision changes much about the bill and noted that AB 957 only relates to family law, not criminal law. It's not saying affirmation is the most important factor or determining factor, the the spokesman Taylor Wolfork said. It's one of many factors that the judge should consider while working out a custody agreement. AB 957 easily cleared the assembly in late March with the support of 51 Democrats, although 16 mostly Democrat lawmakers refrained from voting. Well, the most recent changes to the bill were made public on Tuesday ahead of the bill's first Senate committee hearing next week. While the updated language does not define what affirmation means, it tells judges to consider anything less by parents on par with a parent's history of drug and alcohol use, physical abuse, or neglect of a child. The bill makes no distinctions regarding the age of a child, how long a child has identified as transgender, or affirmation of social transition versus medical sex change treatment. Critics who were already worried that AB 957 would wipe out custody or visitation rights of parents who don't conform to gender ideology expressed alarm over the change in language and how it could lead to abuse claims. It's not a giant leap. It's a tiny step to get there, said Friday. 
We know exactly where they are going with it. I don't think the bill could get worse, but it got worse. So we are requesting adjudications uh, from the righteous judge concerning this, and we want to thank him for intervening in such a case. Amen. We want to thank him for intervening in such a case. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Brother Marshall, we need to pray. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of being able to come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace because of the lover of our souls. Because he knows what's going on. He knew what would happen before we were ever conceived. He put us here for such a time as this. Esther wasn't planning to be there in the book of Esther to go before the king at the risk of her own life to try and save her people. Well, we may not have such a heroic opportunity, or maybe some of us will, who knows. But, Father God, we know Jesus paid that ultimate price. He laid everything down for each of us, for the joy set before him. And we thank you for anointing the Lord Jesus with oil of gladness above his fellows, because he did it all by the power of the Spirit, Father. He emptied himself of his divinity. He poured himself out. He said, I must water poured forth in Isaiah, or no, in Psalm uh, 22, 14. So he gave everything, bones and everything rather joint, and indeed physically they were when he was on the cross. We thank you for the power of your cross, Jesus. We thank you that you hung there and you took our cup of cursing, as Pastor Sabrina already read from Colossians chapter 2, 13 and 14 tonight. We thank you, Father, for that power of the cross when you nailed all those sins on that tree because Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For it is written, curses is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Thank you, Father, made him a new no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, that we might receive the Spirit by faith, that we might drink into one spirit, that we might live by you. You said it's not by mind, it's not by power, it's by your spirit. So we can't do it in our own flesh. Yes, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, moving things that are heavier than we would imagine, like Noel and Pastor Sabrina and others. We thank you, Father God. Even I've heard about other people. You must have given some angels to help some of them, Father. A couple who, who had a car that wasn't working, they had to push it up a hill. A middle-aged couple pushed a car up a hill when the engine didn't run at all. And they got in the car, and it rolled up the hill. Because we can do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. We can indeed do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We thank you for anointing the Lord Jesus, Father. We give you praise and honor and glory. That same anointing, that same quickening spirit that quickens our mortal bodies. And Father, you gave us a little picture of the Ancient of Days in Daniel chapter 7. This is one of these things in the phony Bibles that's really twisted around. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, I beheld to the thrones were cast down. That's what it says in the King James. The other verses don't say they were cast down. But they were cast down. All those evil spirits, the thrones were cast down. And the Ancient of Days did sit whose garment was white as snow, and the hairs of his head as pure wool. And his throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. And a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, and thousands, a th- a thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, and the judgment was set, and the books were opened. And we drop down to verse 13 in Daniel 7. 
And I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. And they brought him near before him. They was given him. Who is this one who came in the night vision like the Son of Man? It could be the Son of Man. It could be the Son of God. There was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom and a, and a people and nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom which shall not be destroyed. It's above this little Biden regime. It's above the CCP. It's above every. It's above all those different left-wing, uh, communist-leaning, uh, fascist groups that are trying to change things, Father God. Because you told us that they were going to do this. This is not a surprise. But you said in verse 18, But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Maybe it hasn't happened quite yet, but it's coming soon. But you warned us in verse 25 about these, these the evil ones. And he shall seek, uh, he shall speak great words. It sounds like the, the people from the, the WEF. He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. That's what they're trying to do. And shall think to change times and laws. Are they thinking to change times and laws? Did you write this in the book a couple thousand years ago in Daniel? Chapter 7, verse 25, and shall, shall think, do we think there's anything new under the sun? And think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into the hand, and they shall be given into his hand until the time and times and dividing of times. In verse 27, and the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to who? The people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominion shall serve and obey him. Who's him? Oh, that's the one over there in Daniel 7, verses 13 and 14. One like the Son of Man. He's given a, a dominion, an everlasting dominion, his kingdom which shall not be destroyed. So we thank you, Father God. You gave Daniel insights into all kinds of things, Father. It's absolutely astonishing. You know what's going on. And it's not a surprise. And, and the Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And, and Daniel had a little vision. And he, he knew what was going on. And, and Daniel prayed with his buddies. And he, he had found out what the king was dreaming. And behold, a great mountain filled the whole earth. What's the great mountain? Oh, that's that little rock. It was cut out without hands. Didn't need masons. Nope, no masons required. No, nope, 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 nope. And it says in verse 43 of Daniel chapter 2, Whereas thou sawest, cut about the iron mixed with miry clay. Oh, they're trying to mix um, AI with human beings. Iron mixed with miry clay. It shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. They shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. I mean, you know they're going to do this way back then. In the days of those kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand for a couple of weeks, even for a thousand years. It shall stand forever. Verse 45, for as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, in verse 45 of Daniel 2, that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great God has made known to the king, that is Nebuchadnezzar, what shall come to pass, and the dream of it is certain, the interpretation thereof, sure. 
God's word is forever settled in heaven. You will never, ever lie in the real word of God. And we thank you, Father God, for the privilege of having the real word of God. And, Father God, as horrific as all these different things are that Sabrina, Pastor Sabrina, has just read through. I think she made one little boo-boo there. I think she said North America, or North America instead of North Korea. But other than that little detail, Father God, you know what you know what's written down. You know the intent of their plans. Father, we pred, we press all we pred, spread all these 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 demonic inspired words that they that they put out to show their agenda before you, before your throne, Father God. Even as Hezekiah spread out all those words spoken against your people by Sennacherib. And Father God, will you not judge them? Will you not judge these people which have these demonic plans? <clears throat> Even as the group from the World Economic Forum wants to bring in a new religion. Didn't Pat Holiday warn us about this quite a few years ago? Eh, she had a little clue from the Holy Ghost. They're going to try and not only change what can be changed in the natural, get rid of the borders, get rid of the nations. You don't want people to you know, think that they're, they're actually Dutch. They don't want people to think they're actually Americans. No, no, no. We'll just blend everybody together, put them in a big blender and mix them all up. And we'll spit out, oh, a new religion too. Yeah, Chrislam or maybe something more demonic than that where Islam says God has no son. But Father God says if we don't believe in the name of his son and love one another as he loved us, we're going to miss out. We're going to come short. We've all fallen short, but Jesus made a way. So, Father, we ask for your divine help and adjudication in every one of these different situations that Bill was so kind to post. I'm sure he could have pronounced the German name maybe a little bit better. <laughs> Pastor Zabrin did an excellent job. Or maybe Margaret or, or, or someone in the chat room would have been able to help. Um, we request the adjudication of righteous judge concerning what's being done. And not only was Donald Trump's <clears throat> little uh, thing put out there with all the, the glitz and glimmer and nature, all of that pretended there was going to be a bomb and all of that, is everything to draw attention to it. Why? Because the mainstream news media was just about to release the stuff about what's going on with the Bidens. You mean there was an agenda? You mean they were trying to cover something up? Now, Pastor Serena certainly referred to all that very clearly. It's not a big surprise in the least. But, Father God, we ask for your intervention, adjudication, especially with all these situations of higher learning, University of Pennsylvania, University of Delaware, that took all kinds of money. Lots, she made it very clear, lots of money, and they broke the law. Did anybody else break the law? I think um, perhaps Biden, the Vice President Biden, he didn't have the opportunity to uh, take those uh, confidential documents and uh, de de declassify them like Trump did as president. Father, we know that, that all these many, many, many laws, all these different people that have bowed the knee to worship one of the many false gods, whether it's going to Bohemian Grove and worshiping that owl or whatever it is, Father God, you know, so we're not supposed to have any idols. No, not any bull from Wall Street, not any worship of mammon, not any worship of anything else. We bind you, Satan, every single one of your underlings, named and not named, affecting those people at the universities of Pennsylvania, University of Delaware, and all the people in all the corporate uh, sectors and all the other uh, governmental sectors that have been taken bribes, been paid off, been blackmailed, or worse yet, been paid off with. I will give you a little boy to play with or a little girl to play with. Or give you a lovely a pizza made with human flesh. Father God, we ask you to deliver those people that have sold their souls that can be delivered, if there are any, I don't know. But maybe some of their secretaries or people helping them or working with them might get a little drift. And you say, well, this is really not right. 
I think I need to bring it to the light. We bind that spirit of fear in them, to keeping them from bringing it forward. We thank you for the many FBI agents that have actually started to come forward, rather, because said, this is not right. This is not right what the higher-up has been doing. Father, we thank you for bringing all these things to light with the Penn-Biden Center and what was done there, Father God. We thank you for intervention adjudication in Jesus' name, including what was been done with all the Biden family members, not just Hunter, including Biden's brother, Father God, in Jesus' name. And apparently it's been made abundantly clear that the big man is this uh, guy who's pretending to be uh, the vice, uh, the president. He was the vice president, whether he's, who knows, maybe. We bind every ungodly Manchurian-type candidate, all those mind control, all those, all those uh, kind of, that, uh, all the puppeteers and all the handlers, we cancel all their trigger tones, trigger words, and everything they're using to control all these people, many, many people, including those from the likes of Antifa <clears throat> that were called down to demonstrate uh, during the thing in Miami where, where the, um, the, the, the case was being brought against uh, the actual president uh, properly elected, which was, uh, of course, pretended not to be elected, uh, Donald Trump, in Jesus' name. We ask for help in adjudication every one of these areas in Jesus' name, and including all the adjudication and the plans and schemes of the enemy to bring in their 20, uh, 30 agenda, Father God, to get rid of the cars. <clears throat> that People have been talking about this, the 15-minute cities, you know, and, and, and the whole thing, the World Economic Forum, you own nothing to be happy. They want people to be very content living in a little cardboard box with the equivalent of it, Father God. They won't need to lug anything heavy that's home to, to, because they won't have any vehicle to put it in, and they might not even have a home big enough to fit it in. Because what? Because, oh, they're going to have to give the homes to who? All the nice people that are coming up from multitudes, 120 nations, streaming across the southern border, paid by the United Nations, paid for by the United States, to bring them into this country to help uh, Klaus Schwab, who apparently is uh, related to this guy who was an actor who's pretending to be the president of Ukraine. It's interesting how they're all kind of related. Father God, we bind every one of these demonic spirits of idolatry and every spirit of the whole mindset of little kings, of little demigods. We bind every one of these spirits. All the little demons are bound in Jesus' name, including those people who are puffed up He's speaking words against the Most High. We put gags in their mouth by the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus over all these things. And because to the enemy, it's like a consuming fire because our God is a consuming fire. Now, Moses walked into the midst of the cloud, but to the Israelites who didn't have an intimate walk with God, it looked like a consuming fire to them. They were terrified. So don't talk to us. Well, you just let God talk to you and then you can tell us what he said and we'll do it. Sure, sure. Because Why? We're supposed to have a fear of the living God. God wanted the Israelites to have a fear of the creator God back there. And do they have it today? God knows. Do the people in the Christian church have it today to go with service run by AI? Father, we ask for intervention, adjudication, all these situations, Father God, including the the, the, the plan to try and have people uh, be using antique cars, which would be, uh, as Sabrina says, she's already there, I think, on there, and then some. Uh, my, my car's almost, I have a truck that's nearly 30 years old. Anyway, praise the living God. Now, thank you that it runs most of the time. <laughs> thank you for providing all of our needs, Lord. We thank you, Father God. Not many people want to pay $60,000 of what's current money. Of course, what's 
$60,000 might not be much of anything in a couple of years from now. Look back, oh, that was cheap. When the inflation rate they're planning, Father God. Father, we ask for help, intervention, adjudication. If I'm speaking to any workers, I repent, Father. But we don't worship mammon. We bind mammon. We bind every spirit. Satan, you're bound. Everyone, if you're under, you're bound. For our position, Satan, how many places? According to Ephesians chapter 2, 4 to 6. According to Proverbs 18, 10. According to the end of Psalm 91. Because he set his love upon me. We love you, Abba. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Ghost. Therefore, I deliver him. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Because he set his love upon me. He said, call upon him in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee. And thou shalt glorify me. According to Psalm 5015. So we call upon your name. We take the cup of salvation because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of the holy, holy, innocent Lamb of God. We plead that blood over each one of us, all of the saints, each one of us. And all the saints, the multitudes, the multitudes in the valley of decision, they are turning their hearts to Jesus. They say, well, this isn't right. And the people that are waking up, and the parents, and the people that want to be foster parents, and the people that want to adopt children, Father God. Well, wait a minute. I don't have to say I'm going to, I'm going to allow people to, to, to mutilate a, a child I'm just supposed to take care of. Is this healthy? How can that be good? They're calling good evil and evil good. They're switching everything around. They're changing the laws, just like you said they tried to do. And Daniel trying to wear out the saints the most high. But fortunately, they can't because we don't rely on our own strength. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? If God be for us, who can be against us? Satan, you're bound to all your underlings, you're bound to our position. Positions didn't have any place. We counsel you to Monica Simons to steal, kill, and or destroy. Coming against the children, all the children. The children in the United States. The children in every nation, not just the United Kingdom. And we thank you, Father God. For many of those uh, children, they're being protected by common sense people. Um, in uh, in parts of northern Europe, I think it was Sweden and Denmark, maybe uh, some, maybe it was Norway. Father God, they're saying, well, we're not going to not going to push all these um, gender affirming uh, things because we found out they don't necessarily have a positive outcome, and they have to have a justification for their expenditures of the socialized medicine that's supposed to be beneficial overall. And of course, it's not. It's detrimental, because what does Satan come to do? To the beneficial or detrimental? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He binds you, Satan. Every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy in every avenue, in every way, in Jesus' name, including trying to trying to change people in that lovely area of Bavaria and southern Germany. We bind every one of those spirits trying to trying to say, oh, this is just fine. Yeah, you can have a computer. Thank you for waking the people up. Thank you for saying, well, this, how, how can a computer relate to a, a God-created being because God is the Spirit and we're created in the image of God. Computers are created by what? Created beings. They're created by humans. And some of the computers might have been influenced by um, spirits under the sea, according to what Bishop, the real Bishop Kanko saw in Jesus' name. So we thank, we bind up every one of those ungodly spirits behind the chat GPT and all these created beings that are created by man that are influenced by demons. We bind every demonic influence, trying to blend the church, trying to cause people to say, oh, this is just hunky-dory. This is fine and dandy to go along with Satan's agenda. We bind every one of these spirits in Jesus' name. We bring it, all these situations before your throne of glory. We think it interesting that it was in the town of Nuremberg. So we think of the Nuremberg Code, Father God. We think that the things that, are, that have been done in secret are being brought to light more and more quickly, Father God. All these things, 
Father God, in your word, coming to light much, much more quickly, Father God, than they had previously. The things that Hillary Clinton was planning to took Alex Jones a long time to get some of that stuff out there in the past. Now it's coming up. Boom, boom, boom. It's amazing how quick it's coming up. And it says, where is that, Lord? It says in Luke 8, 17, for nothing is secret shall not be made manifest, neither is anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. And that's confirmed over in Matthew 10, 26, uh, Mark 4, 22, and uh, other places, Father God, even in Daniel, actually. So we thank you for bringing all these things to light. The, the agenda, Father, all these global elites working together, like Soros and his nephew or whatever he is, the so-called president who was just a, a interesting actor from, from Ukraine. He was put in there by the CIA operatives from the U.S., we have the color revolution, Father God. Father God, we thank you for the people of God. And we thank you. We thank you that you're in, ultimately in charge, Father God, so we don't have to sweat things. We can be at peace because not only is Vladimir Putin uh, not taking the bait to, uh, to, to immediately start World War III, as some people want to call it. Some people say we're already in uh, whatever it is, World War or something else. Uh, but, but a different kind of war, not a boom-boom war, not shooting and killing and atomic weapons. No, no, it's it's a different kind of war. It's a psychological war. It's a spiritual war. Because you said our battle's not against flesh and blood. So Satan, you and everyone of your unlings, your demonic assignment still come to destroy, continually, perpetually bound. Every witchcraft cursing against all of us coming from all sorts of eternally assembled on the heads of spirits of sin, do those spirits and them to dust. And we see blindness does, I mean mutinous mouths, I mean they only hear what Jesus wants them to hear, but then to each and every one of us, including all the children. Father, we know you don't want the children to perish. We know, Father God, you're waking up the body of Christ. We thank you, Father God, for doing so. And we give you praise and honor and glory for many, many, many people in their valid decision coming to the Lord Jesus, Father. We thank you, Father God, because you can do it. You can do it by your spirit. You promised us, Father God. You said, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you'll be saved in your household. You'll be sozo. Saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole in your household. But do we say, oh, it looks terrible, awful? Well, we don't go by what we see, hear, feel, smell, or taste. It looks awful, and it's not a big surprise. But you told us that we're not supposed to be terrified by our adversaries. And if we're not, it's an evident token of perdition. That means destruction. Like it says in the Philippians, I think it's 128. It's an evident token of perdition to them, but to us of salvation. Just like many, many saints in the past, Father God, not just the, the bold saints, Father God, that went in to take the promised land like Joshua and like um, Caleb, who wasn't even Jewish, actually, but he was grafted in. He was a Kenite or something like that. But he went in, and he got. they took the promised land, Father God. But did they do it in their own physical strength? No. Your own arm and your name brought glory, brought the, 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 the deliverance, Father God. Their own sword couldn't save them. So we don't trust in our physical might. We don't trust in our physical prowess. We trust in the living God, the anointing that removes and destroys the yoke of the enemy. And we thank you for that pouring forth of your spirit, Father God, because you promised, Father, and you cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man he should repent. As he said it, will he not do it? And you said, in the last days I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions. And my handmaids and on my servants in those days shall I pour forth of my spirit and shall prophesy. 
Now, was Gideon a bold and courageous man? But you called him to be a, a bold man, but he, he wasn't quite sure. He, he put up the fleece. Well, if it gets wet, then I might go, in. oh, no, 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 we'll do it, switch, switch around, do it the other way. Well, if, if the fleece stays dry and then the ground is wet, oh, well, okay, well, maybe I'll go in. And what about, what about all those people? You, you didn't want them to get the glory for their, because of their own strength. When they went against the Midianites, no, there were, there, I, may be, I may be mixing my, my uh, remembrance of the different scriptures. Forgive me, Father. But when they went in to take the, the land, Father, when the Midianites, they, were, they had an army like grasshoppers spread all over the place, kind of like the CCP's pretend army. Father God, they, they, they pretend to be really good.
whatever, and he knows where he's going. So while there's a fine thing, everything is Thank you.